What a fucking disaster. Are you at a point in your life where you go, when you decide to make a, f a film, you say, I want to make this film somewhere where I can be on vacation? Yes. And then I said, imagine if we did it in Hawaii, how great that movie would be. And they were like, yes, that's a very artistic idea. I was like, yeah. The reason it's a funny story is because it's a true story. <laughs> I am a warrior. I am a warrior. I am a warrior. Warrior can't feel his face. Marvin Mange always wanted to help people. But nothing ever came easy. Dimples got out again. I let him out. Until a tragic accident. That wasn't so bad. And a groundbreaking medical experiment brought him back to life. I'm Marvin. I'm Rihanna. Is something wrong? What's in me? When I found you, you were more dead than alive. And the only way to save you was my radical transpecies-ectomy. What's that mean? I put animal parts in you. What? I'm an animal Frankenstein. My lord! I'll get this back to you. Just wash it out first. Now he's trying to blend in and act human. Give me a paw. Before his animal instincts take control. <laughs> Yeah, this baby's nailed down tight. From the producing team that brought you Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> on June 1st. You know, there's something about you. I cannot figure it out. Crime has a dangerous new enemy. There's some kind of a beast out there. Law enforcement has a powerful new ally. Somebody help my boy! And Livestock has a disturbing new friend. Is that your goat? How's it going? It's a nice looking tail you got there. You thinking what I'm thinking? The animal. You got it going on. The Animal was released June 1st, 2001 and featured Rob Schneider, Colleen Haskell, John C. McGinley, Ed Asner, and Michael Caton. The budget was $47 million, and it brought in a worldwide gross of $84.7 million. Yeah, I, I don't want anyone to be confused and think that you said Michael Keaton just in like a weird accent. Yeah. His name is Michael Catan. Catan, Caton. I don't know. He's known for literally this movie and a bunch of TV stuff. This He's is Australian. the first thing that pops up on his IMDb. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be. I think that's for most people. Most people involved with this movie... That's the first thing that pops up on their IMDb, and that's sad. That really yeah. is a sad state of affairs. Yeah, for, exa the... for example, Colleen Haskell, she's a contestant on Survivor. That's what she's known for. She was on Survivor, then this movie. She was in like an episode of that 70s show, and that's it. She dropped out of the entertainment industry. That poor girl. She deserved better. Yeah, and she's a better actress actor than Rob Schneider in this. No, yeah, we're gonna get to all of the all of the the, the bad stuff in this movie. Um 
So we'll start out. Okay, so it. the scores: uh, Rotten Tomatoes, thirty percent critic, and a twenty-eight percent audience. Yes. This is the first time the audience score is lower than the critic score. I knew it was gonna happen. You said it wasn't gonna happen, and it happened within the first five. Well, I mean, I am at least glad. It shows that there is at least some barrier of taste. But then it, that might also prove that, like, our our critics really as out of touch. <laughs> As we know them to be, it's like if they're gonna give a higher score to to the animal than like your average Joe six pack, <laughs> Joe six pack, <laughs> pretty much. That's really weird. I've never seen that. It's like two percent lower, so it's not that big of a deal. It's almost there's even. also probably more audience ratings than the critics. Yeah, ones. I'm, I'm gonna give it a margin of error here to say they're pretty much the same. Yeah. Um. So the consensus. While less offensive and more charming than recent gross-humored comedies, the animal is still rather mediocre. Pretty tame. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> oh god! I mean, that's not even going to be the worst animal-related joke that you're, you're going to be making during this episode. Ugh, but yeah, I would like strap to, in. I want to ask. Like, I'm going to look this up. It, it says like compared to other gross-out comedies, this one's pretty tame. I'm like, what came out around this time? Well, it was 2001. So let's see, 2001. What was Ameri- American movies. Pie? Was that too, was American that too- Pie? Was probably like a year or two before this. Yeah. So that and was- it was also. Old school? No, that's maybe a little later. Old school was probably a little later. Yeah, let me just look at, like, Joe Dirt. Well, Joe Dirt did come out before this, so that might Uh. be Joe Dirt. Uh, Freddy Got Fingered. Okay, so let's just go with that. They're probably comparing it to Freddy Got Fingered and saying this is better than Freddy Got Fingered. I mean, you know what? It's not. It's not, because Freddy Got Fingered is fucking awful but i could still sit through it I, it took me three tries to watch this whole movie yeah th- i mean this <laughs> is certainly not like i mean freddy got fingered is not the acclaimed forgotten masterpiece that people try to claim it is it's still like a just a genuinely shitty comedy that is pretty like hard to sit through but i'm like i, I, I don't know at least there was probably something going on in that one yeah it it I don't know. It's that I guess that's what they're comparing it to. Um, but the best and worst review, the best, eighty percent by the failing New York Times. The fake Ste- news, failing New York Times. Stephen Holden says transcendently dumb but very funny comedy. Who the fuck is this guy? Oh well, and the worst one is Rolling Stones. Peter Travers, you'd know him. From the quotes on any DVD box. <laughs> Basically, if you were a movie, he will give you a four-star review and put his quote on your DVD box. And he says, reeks like something produced from a squatting position. He gave it a 10. <laughs> a 10 out of 100. Not out of not out of 10. Not out of 10, yeah. 10 out of 100. That's yeah, that's a 1 out of 10. That's a, that's a pretty that's pretty miserable. For Peter Travers, that's yeah. .5 out of 5. What yeah. the shit? <laughs> so... Do you have any takes or remember? You remember? Yeah, any? I mean, this is the first time that both of us have seen this movie. Yeah, the so only it, thing I remember about this movie is seeing the box in Blockbuster all the time. There were a lot of copies of the animal. Seeing Rob Schneider's dumb, stupid face like leering out of the grass with a worm in his mouth. Yeah, it, it. Uh, there were a lot of copies of that not moving, and I could plainly see why. Yeah, uh, the only ounce of, I guess it wouldn't be nostalgia, but like just r- things I remember of this movie. Is just like the South Park joke of Rob Schneider is a carrot because that's basically what this movie is. And yeah. whenever I had seen like a poster of this movie or scrolled past it on Netflix, I would just think like, "Oh, Rob Schneider is the animal. Rob Schneider is a carrot." 
that basically yeah that sums up this movie pretty well i think <laughs> yeah yeah it's oh yeah this movie was also i forgot to mention directed by luke greenfield i forgot to mention that in the movie info whoops he directed let's be cops oh no. <laughs> i mean it's probably better than this movie and he directed the the, mo- the movie something borrowed what it's like some romantic yeah, comedy. Yeah, but that's a very... And then... Uh, and The Girl Next Door, which I've never seen. Yeah. That's uh, that's like... He directed Let's Be Cops. Let's just... <laughs> Yikes. All right. So, let's move on to this piece of shit. Luckily, this, just like a couple other movies in the repertoire here, have... Somebody went to the painstaking ordeal to write out the entire plot on Wikipedia, but... We did actually just watch this movie before recording. We yeah, just finished. We've it. watched this. This is the second time that we had to watch this because the first time we watched it was like it was like six months ago, and Dude, we did not. It was almost the Obama administration last time we watched <laughs> this. I yeah, I it was. I couldn't remember anything about this movie, and I and I missed that time in my life where I can almost barely remember seeing this movie. But now that I have to have watched it again and taken notes, yeah, well, let's go. All right, so we start out. Marvin Mange is our main character. Who's played by Rob Schneider. Rob and, Schneider. Yeah, and can we? I would just compare him in his performance in this film to Induce Bigelow because this is his second starring vehicle from Happy Madison. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And I don't know. Deuce Bigelow was like a whatever comedy. This one he's like genuinely awful in. Like he his line delivery, just his acting and his comedic timing are just. Horrible. Yeah, somehow he got worse. Like yeah. I, you, you, you know, me and you actually kind of enjoyed Deuce Bigelow. It wasn't that bad of a movie. We left. We gave it like four out of ten. It was bad, but it or five, I think. Yeah, it was a four it or five. It's like yeah, it's like it a whatever bad. bad. It was bad comedy. Yeah, but it wasn't like, offensively bad. This, it's like he he got hit in the head or something. Something happened to him. So Did he was, get turned into an animal? Because that's what happened to him in this movie. That's the plot. That's what you that yeah. So basically, it opens with. Marvin Mange, played by Rob Schneider, he's a wannabe cop. He cannot pass the exam, if you want to call it that. He, he lives in, like, the sorry-to-bother-you garage. Yeah, he li- <laughs> he rents out a garage next to this old lady, and he's a fucking loser. Everybody hates him. He cannot become a cop because he cannot pass the obstacle course. That's his yeah, one and issue. And also, there's, um in this opening scene, we he, on TV, oh, yeah, there's a news story. We immediately of, meet our love interest right away. Who's uh, Col- Colleen Haskell, who plays, what's her name in this her movie? Name her name is Rihanna. Rihanna. That's her name? <laughs> yeah. That's the character's name? <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, Rihanna, like... Under my umbrella, yeah. Ella, Ella, yeah, that Rihanna. I mean, well, sh- that that Rihanna probably wasn't around by the time this movie came out. Well, but she was st- around. Mm. She was alive, Mike. Well, yeah, but <laughs> she, was she wasn't in making, Barbados. Probably not making music, but yeah. anyway. But but yeah, so she's on the TV. There's a news story about her and how she like saved a tree or something, and then like she pulls out a note that uh that Rob Schneider said to her and she's like I want to thank the mentally handicapped boy who sent me this note and he's like oh she read my poems I'm like yeah that's the first joke of the movie uh, pretty much it's already making fun of the mentally disabled yeah great <laughs> go off to a great fucking start yeah. so uh, we, we, we immediately find out he loves this girl he's a loser he wants to become a cop he can't become a cop Okay, yeah, so he's taking the so so he has to take the exam. Uh, we, we see him take. It, it, there's a stupid scene where he runs through the. He tries the to take the course. obstacle course again, 
A lot of yeah. stupid shit. There's a joke in it. the beginning where like they're stretching and then like he he bends over and his face is right in the middle of this fat woman's ass. Yeah, there's a lot of fat woman ass in yeah. all of Happy Madison movies. Uh, oh, and, and he's such a loser that he gets beat up by kids. Even yeah, he takes he, a bunch of. There's he, a field trip of kids visiting the police station and they uh. He's he's basically what he because he's not a full fledged cop he's the he's the guy who takes care of the evidence room and that's his whole job he indexes things and puts them on shelves and there's a field trip of kids visiting the evidence room and they essentially beat him up and take over the evidence room here's a clip of that well boys and girls this is the most important room in the entire police station this is the police evidence room this is where I work are you a real policeman. Evidence file clerks work very closely with real policemen. So, you're not a real policeman. As soon as I pass the obstacle course, I'm going to be a real policeman. Yeah, okay, pal. All the evidence is arranged by case number. Do you realize we're almost as tall as you? This field trip sucks. I think I might have some candy somewhere. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to touch that. That's police evidence. What are you going to do? Arrest that? You're not a real cop. Guys, stitch. Please. I got him. Hey! What is going on in here? So yeah, you could see they just wanted to make him the biggest fucking loser ever. It's yeah, to the point also, where it's like not even funny. Yeah, it's and just, it, just honestly, another you just feel kind of bad for him. Yeah, and just another <laughs> example of like kids being dicks in a yeah. Happy Madison movie where it's like we'll just throw shit at the main character. Yeah, and they'll curse and they'll know what marijuana is and mm. it'll be funny because they're like six mm. or eight, whatever. So another cop in, in here, we have the main two main cops in there's three main cops in here. There's one of his friends played by I don't even know. Let's just bring up John McKinley. We'll just go back. Yeah, there's just... there's one guy who's his friend. It's not really important. He's a fat guy. He's not really important in the movie. He's like his one cop friend. Then we have John McGinley, who plays the dick cop, basically. The head of the head of the squad, who's the bully who doesn't want, you know, our main guy to Marvin to succeed. Yeah. And then we have Ed Asner who plays the chief of police. Yes, he's the old man from Up. Yeah, the literally Mr. Fredrickson yeah. <laughs> in Up uh, plays the, the chief of police. This poor old man. The stuff that they make him say in this movie. Yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah, I feel really bad for Ed Asner. Man, this old man, he deserved better. He's still alive, you know that? I, I know. I'm surprised that he's still alive. This movie was 18... We said this movie came out 18 years ago. This movie is almost old enough to fuck. Yeah, in yeah. June. June 1st, it'll be old enough to fuck. Yeah. And this could, movie could buy a pack of cigarettes. This movie would certainly love to be of that age because, boy, are there a lot of fucking jokes in this. Yeah, it's crazy. Because so, he's an animal. He fucks like an animal. Let's just, There's let's, so many jokes like that. Let's get through the rest of this fucking terrible plot. This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> so hopefully we can make the best of it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So he fails the uh, obstacle course again. Then we, afterwards, he's... He meets up with his friends at the bar, and this is where we come up with the running joke of the movie. Reverse he, racism. Yeah, because he, he has, has one friend that's black. Per- yeah, the reverse racism bit, which is perpetuated by the black friend. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, because the black friend's like, oh, well, she's not going to... She's going to fill up my water first because I'm the black guy. It's like, oh, got to make up for all the years of slavery. By, uh, and it's like, 
it, it pop- so they don't understand what, what reverse racism means. They have no understanding yeah, of the they, word. The way that they play it off in this movie is that they think that it's like over being overcompensatingly nice to black people, and that's racism. I mean, I guess it could be reverse racism, but the modern day equivalent, which you normally hear reverse racism, is just white people trying to be oppressed. Yeah. So it's it's very weird. Here's a clip of it. It's it it has to be heard yeah, just, to be believed. Yeah, just so that you understand what it is that they're trying to say. Because I know it, it sounds very weird the way we're describing it, but it's just like it's just an odd concept in general. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Y'all see that shit? What? I'm sitting in the middle. She poured my beer first. So? So? Don't you see it? It's because I'm black. Maybe she's just being nice. See, now we're getting to it. What? What y'all call nice, I call reverse racism. Let's be overly nice to the black man. Let's make up for the fact that his ancestors were plucked from their homeland, crammed by the hundreds into leaky boats with no bathrooms, like human tuna fish, and if most of them didn't die on the way over, they would have to go into show business and make a decent damn living. And now she's going to pour my beer first? That's not going to make it for 400 years of injustice. Mm-mm, no, sir, not today. I wish I was black. I'd have my onion rings by now. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird, and this goes through the entire every movie. scene with this character. It comes somehow comes back to this, including the climax, which, yeah, we which will get we'll to. get to. So we're at the bar. We meet his friends. They're being dicks to him again, and he runs into uh, Rihanna in the bathroom, which is where we first, where you, you first see yeah, the two he, of them. Because the, before she that, accident- she was only on the TV. No, yeah, because he runs into the bathroom because she accidentally walked into the men's room, right? Yeah, something like that, or the women's bed. It doesn't matter. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, So then there's a scene where uh, uh, he's back at his job, and uh, oh, we forgot to mention that there is a you can do it count. There's a you can do it when he's trying to do the obstacle course. Yes. That's the first you can do it of this movie. Yes. So... So yes. so he's back. So basically, back at his job, and there's like a radio. There's uh, a there's a ba- there's a baseball game going on that he was of course wasn't invited to a policeman because you know when they have those every policeman except for one goes to the baseball game. Yeah, and then there's like a radio uh, uh, a radio stress on the yeah. radio saying that there's a deli being robbed. So then Rob Schneider takes it upon himself to go and solve the crime. And then as he's driving down the road, there's a seal in the middle of the road, and he drives his car off of the road, and then it like the car goes down the hill. And then it goes down another hill, which is ho- this is a hilarious scene, I and, must say. And then another, and then a giant rock falls on his car. Yeah, Once like, you think it's all done, and then a giant rock falls on his car, and then his yeah, and then the his timing car fa- is actually it's classic comedic. I timing. mean, it's no hot rod in the no, scene no, where he's falling down the not. down the no, hill. It's not hot rod, rod but <laughs> Mike, that's a, this is a bad movie. Hot rod's a good yeah. movie. And then he and then he gets taken by uh the the mad scientist doctor. And then he wakes up the next morning in his own house, and he he finds that he's like weird. He has these weird animalistic tendencies now. He starts fighting the dog that once bit him in the morning. He now scares away. Yeah, he, the, he the gets out of the. He gets old, out. Of, yeah. he gets out of the shower and he like shakes his body to get dry. Yeah, the old. He's he's got a hairy ass now. The old man who used to outrun one. him and beat him up in the morning. He can now outrun him and even outruns a police horse. So he's like an animal now, the animal. Yeah. He thinks it's due to the fact that he ordered this badger milk offline, or off. I'm sorry, off the TV. This is no, before offline. It's 2001. Mm. Well, it wasn't, but you know what I mean. He orders it off the TV. Ordered badger milk off the TV, so he thought that's what's making him, because he has no recollection of being found by this doctor yet. So he thinks it's the badger milk that made him this way. While he's running past the police horse, he runs into Colleen again, 
and shows that he's good with animals because she's walking like ten dogs. So yeah. that starts to pique her interest and sees him. As yeah, and less then he like starts smelling the like, dog's asses. Yeah. And instead of being like weirded out, she's like oddly endeared to him. And that's the weirdest thing about this movie is that Rob Schneider. He's just he he has so many weird borderline creepy stalker things that he does to this woman in this movie and she's just like oh you know there's something odd about you but i like it it's like all women in happy madison movies are like ridiculously oblivious to how stupid their man is yeah it's sexism like yeah it's, I do. it's all over the place yeah so, so he's like oh my god what's going on with me i better go talk to marvin no no, or no marvin's Marv. him he, he yeah, better yeah. go talk to miles sorry miles is the black friend yeah he goes to meet his, his friend at, at the, the airport and yeah and then again he has his friend has a bit where he goes on about how I was like, oh, I can smoke while Mike, I'm working. Mike, I'm I'm just gonna play a clip. Uh. It's not even worth trying to explain. <laughs> Miles, I gotta talk to you. I didn't know you smoked. I don't. It's illegal to smoke in the airports. I just want to show you how bad it's got. Watch this. See, nobody even says anything to me because I'm black. Oh, let's bend the rules for the black guy. Let's let him smoke because he's black. Just because all those old blues musicians never got any royalties and had to play one-night gigs until they were like 100 just so they could pay for their whores, and now I get to smoke anywhere I want to. Man, that's bullshit. Something weird happened to me. Yeah? Well, something weird happened to me, too. They made me supervisor. Well, that's great. Is it? I've been here 16 days, Marvin. That Filipino over there has been here five years. You know why they made me supervisor? Because you're black? No, because that bitch is dumb. Okay, so there's so the there reverse. There's the second reverse racism joke in this movie. Yeah, and then he smells drugs up this John Turturro-looking guy's ass. I swear to God, it says it's not John. I think that's John Turturro under an alias. <laughs> it looks exactly like. Do yourself a favor. Look it up. Pause the episode right now if you're listening. Look this up. Somehow find it. He looks just like John Turturro, like a hundred percent. Yeah. So then he starts smelling. He starts smelling his butt, like and, he, and oh, he found these drugs up his ass. And then, faintly in the background, you can hear the "That's a huge bitch." Yeah. When they pull the drugs out, like it's, yeah, it's like what is again? Uh, it's another uh, running joke carried over from Deuce Bigelow, but. Why was it included in that scene? Like, who's the huge bitch? Is it the guy who got the drugs is found? It, is it the drugs? Like, yeah, is it is it is it Rob Schneider for smelling the guy's ass? Does that make him a huge bitch? It's like, why did they include this weird joke out of context from a different movie? It just it just reminds you of those kids in middle school that would get a quote from a movie and just like fucking say it for no just reason. Just kids who would just be in class and just say like, "I'm making waffles." Yeah, like what? <laughs> what are you doing? You're not funny. But anyway, then, so so he becomes like a hero. He yeah, becomes, yeah, he basically becomes a, a police officer. That's what gets him to be a police officer. He doesn't need to pass the thing anymore. He's like, you know what? Yeah, this big drug bust. Ed Asner goes, "You're a police officer now." Yeah, and so then he's a police officer. And then there's a press conference where it's like uh, this hero, this man has set, uh, stopped a drug bust. And then there's the there the people are asking him questions like, "Can he smell what's in everyone's butts?" Just like, like this clip. Excuse me, I have a question for Officer Mange. Is it true that you can smell things in people's butts? I guess so. Can you smell things that are not in people's butts? Like, say, things in people's pants pockets or wallets? Officer Mange, I'm from the Free Press. What's up my butt? I, 
I'd, sir, I'd rather not. Oh, come on. What's up there? Car keys. He's good. Pinnacle of comedy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of butts and, lot and smelling of, of butts in this movie. A lot of, lot of butts. Uh, so now for a little while after that, we just see him becoming more and more and more animalistic. It's basically just a bunch of gags, just like visual gags of him like doing animal shit. And then like also he, he wakes up every morning and like there's one morning where he wakes up in a butcher shop and all of the meat's eaten and he has yeah. like a big terrible prosthetic gut. Yeah, he does all kinds of shit in the middle of the night and he wakes up in wacky situations. But one night walking home, he gets he meets the scientist that helped him, that saved him, shoots him in the neck with a blow dart and takes him back yeah, to his this lab. This is a horror movie concept. Like this is like Tusk where it's like I changed you into an animal. Yeah, like, it's fucking scary, honestly. It, I I don't I don't understand yeah, why yeah. they went with this angle, but Yeah, mm. and then they he goes back to him and he finds Whose monkey does he find in the doctor's in the doctor's lair? Michael Jackson's Michael, monkey. Yeah, this, this movie mo- is canceled. This movie's fucking canceled. Like they they make a big deal out of it. Like it's like, oh, we have a certain pop star's monkey here. I can't say who it is, and it shows the monkey moonwalking. Yeah, uh, this movie. If, if it was evidence that this movie didn't hold up very well. Yeah, there's that, this. there you go, right there. Yes. but yeah, the, the the scientist found him. Put a bunch of animal parts in him, and that's why he's becoming an animal. As a, he did it as an experiment, and he doesn't want him to leave. He says, "I want you to stay with me because you're going to be a menace to society." And I don't think you can. And, and he's Rob, right. He's totally right. And Rob Schneider's like, "Fuck you, I'm leaving." So he just leaves, and there we go. And then there's a scene where he goes and meets uh, Colleen again, uh, Rihanna. Uh, there's a scene where he goes to meet her at where she works at this like animal shelter, and of course he's doing a bunch of wacky animal shit like he. He tries to eat the catfish. Yeah. And then, like, there's a scene where she's showing him this big orangutan. And then he gets into a wrestling match with this orangutan. And then, like, he gives like, it a titty twister. He gives <laughs> it a titty twister to this poor animal. Yeah. I, I, re- I, I re- wish I could show you a clip of this, but it's a purely visual. Yeah. It will not I really work. Do, I really do hope that the only animal that was harmed on set of this movie was Rob Schneider. Yeah. Fuck. It, it, this was just... It was kind of hard to watch. I'm like... And what? also, but all all of the animal stuff, like all of the animal effects, it's like it's very clearly like either badge CG or puppets or like a guy in a costume. Yeah. So among more antics, we have um, a scene where he's writing a parking ticket, and a very two thousand one hot woman walks by him. You know, stereotypically hot woman. Yeah, and then it's like she be- she drops her thing, and then she like bends over to go get it. And then she, like, crawls over to go pick it up. And then, like, Rob Schneider in his animalistic tendencies is humping the mailbox and making horse noises. This probably won't work, but I'll just play a clip of it anyway. It's probably not going to work because it's visual, but I'll fuck it. Baby's nailed down tight. Not going anywhere. And then it cuts to an old couple like, oh dear. Yeah. Because of course. There's a lot. Yeah. Also, for this character that Rob Schneider, like we're supposed to believe that he wants to be with Colleen, that like he's, he is in love with her. 
But yet there's so many scenes where it shows him like lusting after other women or doing weird sex things in public to other people. And it's like you could blame it on like his animalistic nature, but it's like it's still like he should be loyal to this woman that he's yeah. in love with to make us believe that he actually wants to be with her. It's but very, like, it's very weird. So one big thing going on now is that you know he's a full-fledged police officer. Him and John McGinley have to look into this thing going on at a farm. The animals are going missing and animals are being eaten. Yeah, who do you, who do you think is eating the animals? Who do you yeah. think is taking them? Uh, Whatever. So they go to the the first time they go to the farm, he sees a goat, and then cue the music. He wants to fuck the goat. Yeah, and that song actually is in the film, and it's in the scene. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. And going on to, like, not only does he want to fuck other human women, but he also wants to fuck goats. And they also make it a point to say that the goat is in heat. Yeah, so because of course they do. Yeah. Um, this is the type of movie we're dealing with here. This, this pretty much sums up the movie. Yeah, he this... wants to fuck a goat. <laughs> yeah. God, so sucks. then there's Sorry. there's a there's a so later on there's a party being thrown by the mayor with all the police being invited and uh, and then Rob Schneider and then John C McGlynn is like you better not make a fool out of yourself and then of course because he makes, they know he's being a fool they're really suspicious with him at this point after the whole goat thing he doesn't actually fuck the goat but he acts weird around the goat no. and then there's other things like there's a scene where he's in Ed Asner's office and then like Ed Asner is eating like. A chicken bone. Oh, was it? It was John McGinley eating the, eating the chicken wing. Yeah, and then he threw it in the garbage, and then Ed Asner catches him eating the bone out of the garbage. And then Ed Asner, he says, this, they make this poor old man say to him, he's like, don't feel bad, son. I've eaten out of the garbage before. Like, why? <laughs> wh- who the fuck are we talking about here? What? Yeah, so they're really suspicious about him, yet they still bring him to this policeman party at the mayor's house. Because well, he's the big hero who did the drug bust of the drugs that were in I the mean, guy's I ass guess, at the airport. I guess. But that's the only crime he's solved in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever. So they go here, and the mayor has a cat, and Rob Schneider chases the cat. And then he, like eats several portions of hair off of the cat's body and then pukes up a hairball in front of everybody and they're all like oh this man you know at this point he's like oh i'm so fired at that point he lost all of his dignity until he He hears hears a he hears a drowning kid in the lake so then he runs over to the lake and then does a full-on dolphin jump with dolphin sound effects that are like (laughs) right out of spongebob when yeah and then, like, he saves the kid, and then the kid's, like, riding on his back like like David Hasselhoff in the Spongebob movie. Yeah, or, or, or Swiss, Swiss Army, Army Man. Man. Yeah. Like... It, was, it was really funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, I will admit that was a funny scene. Yeah, it was really funny. But it's funny. also just because of how bad it looked. Yeah. So he redeems himself. He gets fucked there and then redeems himself because he saved the mayor's kid. So we're back at square one. That was a totally irrelevant scene that didn't need to happen. Yep, and then so the next scene is he goes on a date with uh with Rihanna, uh and then while they're at while they're at dinner, so a lot of a lot of stuff happens. There's a he sees her cleavage and then he has to go excuse himself in the bathroom, and then you can hear him making horse noises and elephant noises. Yeah, you can guess what he's doing yeah. in there. Um, while they're there, he uh he. I'm just going to say, he licks her face. Yeah, because he says, he's like, there's something on your face. And then he's like, oh, I'll get it. And then he comes over and then just full on, like, Catwoman and Batman Returns just licks literal, her Literal face. Rick James grab her face and fucking lick it. Yeah. I, I and, and still, at this point, like, this woman is, like, endeared and charmed by this this creeper dude. I'm like, these are really rapey vibes that this guy has given out. How are you not, like, calling the police? 
I mean, he is yeah. the police, but uh, uh, irrelevant scene. Also, bartender starts hitting on her. He goes in the back. I mean, he goes out to have a smoke. Rob Schneider follows him and fucking ram like charges him like a ram and knocks him into the wall for hitting on her. It. it I don't even remember that scene Dude, honestly. Because ninety percent of these scenes are fucking useless. Yeah. He um, goes back to the. He also goes back to the. Uh, we also forgot. He goes back to the scientist at one point, and he explains to him he needs to give. He needs to fulfill his urges. He he uses it like uh, he uses the example of food. He feeds him this big dinner, and he says, "See, you didn't." And throws him a treat. He goes, "See, you didn't eat the treat because you filled your hunger." So he's like, "You have to fulfill your urges before they get the better of you." So that's part of the reason why he excuses himself to the bathroom and all that other stuff. Oh, that that scene happened before yeah. the dinner scene. Oh, okay. it, it doesn't matter. This movie's so dumb. Yeah. This movie is let's the just, worst one we've seen so far. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're not going to hide it. But let's just yeah, let's just get through the rest of this. So basically, Ed Asner sits him down in his office and says, "Oh, by the way, there's a Krispy Kreme uh, product placement here." Yeah, Krispy Kreme, and then there was a big Slim Jim thing before. Yeah. So he just those eats, are our big yeah. product placements for this episode. Uh, for this, this is movie. a very unorganized episode because this movie is just. Yeah, I mean, this movie was really like it was hard to keep track of. Like yeah. Anyway, so Ed Asner, he sits him in his office and says, "You do you know anything about these uh, animals going missing?" And he says, "No, I don't, sir." And he goes, "Well, here's the uh, there's here's a- the composite sketch, and it looks just like him with the hairy ass and everything." So he goes, "I'm gonna have to put you on leave." So he goes on leave, and then after this, it's like, what happens is like so he, he has to re- so does he, he reveal it. He reveals to no. Her- what he does, what he does is he uh lo- he doesn't reveal himself as an animal or anything yet. What he does is he kind of locks himself up away in solidarity in like a barn. And and asks Rihanna to stay with him and ha- put him in handcuffs. He doesn't want to cause any more trouble at night. She thinks it's a kinky thing, locks him up in handcuffs, and then decides to take him off in the middle of the night where he goes out and kills more animals. Yeah, and then uh, that morning the cops show up at his doorstep and then they have a big chase in the woods where they're trying to get him and then there's a big angry mob and who's in the mob is Norm MacDonald. Our boy Norm. Uh, unfortunately holding a tiki torch, which, again... Doesn't very hold up very well in, well, in modern whatever. tech context. Um, we're, we're, this is a pretty short episode. I'm playing the whole Norm scene. Here's the Norm clip. Gentlemen, the suspect is not human. He is at home in the bush. Shoot to kill. Any questions? Got a question there. Uh, when do we get to light our torches? When it gets dark. Ah, I see. Oh, hey, I got another question there. Suppose, uh, hypothetically, you know, a guy had uh, already lit his torch. I mean, uh, uh, it'd be cool if he if he could just keep it lit, huh? <laughs> yes. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Now, if there are no more questions. Oh, hey, hey, hey! I got another question. Hey. Uh, if one part of the mob gets separated from another part of the mob, shouldn't there be a, a place that we could get together, maybe a secret place? The two mobs could reunite, and we'd be a big mob again. Stay with the mob. Stay with the mob. Right. Right. Hey, I got another question. Hey, uh, doesn't this guy deserve a fair trial? <laughs> you, back of the mob. Back of the mob? What? This is my spot. I came early. Okay, out of the mob. As mob blows. Let's go. Uh, Where would we be without Norm? (laughs) Uh, It's just every every time that he just interjects, it's like, oh, good old Norm, come to save this this stupid movie. Yeah, it's the only part I really remembered when we watched it for the second time. Norm was really the only part I remembered. 
So there's a huge chase scene in the woods, you know, John McGinley chasing after Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob then, Schneider, you know, jumps over this big ditch, which is supposed to be like the big like. Yeah, it's like there's a there's yeah, there's like a big gap and it's like he has to pause and then like he's being chased by McGinley and he has to jump. And it's this big triumphant thing. It's like we've seen him jump over shit this whole movie like this. This sh- should be as big of a triumphant moment as it's trying to be made out to be. And then John McGinley jumps over the ditch and he doesn't make it and he's hanging on for dear life. And then Rob Schneider goes back and saves him and he's pulling him up and he's and Rob Schneider's hanging on to the branch with his bare feet. And uh, he saves him. McGinley says, Why did you save me? He goes, I told you, I'm not an animal. Yeah, there's the there's the title drop. It's like it's almost like, are humans the real animals? Oh my god. <laughs> so it, it, it turns out it's so, true because John McGinley then turns right around, pulls his gun back on Rob Schneider, and it's like, oh, he was bad the whole time. But then, who saves him? Colleen saves him because she's an animal, too! She has the same doctor! It's, I don't get it! This was so dumb! This didn't make any fuck. I mean, I guess it makes sense now why she was endeared by his weird shit, but what the fuck? That's it? It's like, she was an animal, too, the whole time. It's like they for- they forgot to write an ending, and we're just like, fuck. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. an animal, and too, the, I guess. And then the mob comes and surrounds them. And Their friends, by the way, her, uh, his friends are also looking for him. The fat guy and the black guy are also looking for him. Yeah, but then, uh, who, in this mob, you know who they show in this mob? is Adam Sandler, and you know what he says to him? He says, you can do it. But he doesn't say it to Rob Schneider. He says it to the mob. You He's can do it. Rip his balls off. You can do it. Cut his freaking balls off. He says you could. You can do it. See, it's a, a, again showing how all how the, the you can do it guy. He keeps popping up, whether it's Rob Schneider or Adam Sandler. It's it's in every movie. Every movie. And it never gets old when, once. But when and then so once, they're like, let's they kill re- the animal. And, and then Rob goes, I'm not the animal. Like, who, well, is? who is? And then the black guy says, he's like, it was me. I did it. I killed all those animals. And then everybody's like, oh, well, okay, we'll let him go. And, and that's the payoff for the reverse yeah. racism bit that's been going on this whole movie. <laughs> Even Norm goes, I don't want to be part of a not mob that kills a black guy. Yeah, it's a good thing he said that, especially because, you know, he's holding a tiki torch. Yeah. So good. Good. Good yeah. on you, And Norm. that's the end of the movie. Him and Colleen, they get married, and then they have animal kids and they have hairy asses and then that's the end of the movie um yeah this was yeah this was the worst one by far like yeah it was really bad really really you know fucking sad? bad you know what's sad is i don't even think this will be the worst one so far it's the worst one. <laughs> well yeah right now it is but like it certainly won't keep this title um, oh no no this is this is just yikes so funniest part we already mentioned what they are First one, obviously. Yeah, because there's so few of them. Yeah. We only have two, so first one, obviously, is Norm. Just Norm's whole bit. But that barely counts, because any movie he's in, it's going to be Just him part. riffing. Yeah. But then the second funniest part is the dolphin. That is a pretty funny scene. Yeah. And it- I want to also throw in an honorable mention of the car. The car falling off the cliff. That was kind of funny. So as for the uh, cringe part... Yeah, we certainly, is, we certainly have the- a lot more... So normally for cringe, we have... One for uh, both of us, one for Mike, one for me. This is the first time we have four all together. There were so many cringy parts in this movie, we couldn't limit it to three. We had to add on another. So, first one, first cringy part, the goat. Yeah, again, like not only just the sex uh, implications of the bestiality, but also it's like just playing the Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. It's like for a sexy scene. It's like it's so played out, and it's like so not funny. 
and it's like, yeah. Uh, it's gross. it's a cliche. It's not funny. It's bestiality. They didn't even do it. It was just bad all around. And then the other one is the scene where he licks her face because not only yes, gross, but also creepy stalker rapist vibes. At the that- end, she licks his face. Can you imagine being directed to lick Rob Schneider's face? She's yeah. a trooper. Yeah, we're gonna get some late, a little later. All right. So then the next scene. So, so I have to bring up one. Okay, the scene where he like where he sees the hot woman on the street, and then like he's just like viciously humping a mailbox and you can hear the thuds on oh. the mailbox uh it's yeah and he's making the like horse noises and shit like it's yeah yeah it's just again and it goes on for so long like that's the, that's the other worst part is that all these scenes they go on for so fucking long yeah and for me the cringe part is just the overall reverse racism thing yeah the it one that went on the longest that went, it, extended the whole movie it wasn't funny it wasn't clever it doesn't understand what the concept it's making fun of is written by a bunch of white dudes. Like, what the fuck are you doing, guys? Yeah, like, this is bad. Okay, and uh, too good for this shit award. Take it away, Gary Oldman. Everyone, everybody except Rob Schneider is too good for everybody this shit. deserved better. Like this poor woman who, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, Colleen Haskell. She might not have had a big career or anything like that, but it's like I just, I just see her in this movie and I'm like, this, this poor, this poor girl. She didn't deserve to be in this. No, she's a better actor. Yeah, than and Rob Ed, Ed Asner, this poor old man who's like, you know, he's on like Mary Tyler Moore for like 900 years, yeah, and like, then he was on, and then he was, you know, old, old Carl Fredrickson and up. It's like, oh, uh, he's, just, he looks like a kind old man, and then they make him say stupid shit, and then John C. McGinley which we're like yeah he's been he does a bunch of like stupid roles like this like like in wild hogs where he plays that cop who's like like the gay panic cop you remember that creative character yeah yeah john c mcgingley it's like it's not like he's a stranger to doing any of this but still like he he's done better shit and he is like an actually talented comedic actor he shouldn't have to be suggest subjected to being in this filth yeah it was just overall just this is a Rob Schneider vehicle through and through, where it's like this. This nobody is low enough to be in this other than Rob. I Schneider. feel like they just they just made him gave him this movie because he can make stupid faces. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying they're funny, but they're stupid. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So how what are we rating this? We're we're using dolphin jumps this yeah, time, right? Two. Jo- I'm giving it a two dolphin jumps out of ten again because it had like one or two funny moments. Norm Macdonald cameo was good, and then the rest of it was just yeah. Very bad, painful, mm. terrible movie. No, nah, I'm giving it 1.5 dolphin jumps out of 10. 0. 0.5 for every funny part: the car, the dolphin, and Norm. Yeah, That's I don't. It. I don't go by halves just personally, so it's like I have to by give it two by default. But it's like, yeah, it's not low enough to be a one, but it's certainly it isn't high enough to be a two. That's the sad part. Yeah, you know, I think 1.5 is a perfect rating, but for me personally, I'm just gonna keep it as a two because I just like solid numbers. Yeah, that was, yeah. So anyway. That's it for the animal. Just yeah, man. don't see it. Do not see this movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone who was going to see this, but but if yeah. you're curious, don't even bother. It's not worth it. You'd have more fun punching yourself in the balls repeatedly. It's yeah, honestly, this is a, yeah, this is uh yeah, the worst one by a, a long margin. It'll probably stay that way for at least a little bit, a little while. I'll give it like maybe three movies tops before yeah. it get to- it gets overtaken. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna play out with. The Bad Touch by the Bloodhound Gang, which pretty much is this movie in a nutshell. It's 
do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Not even that. It's immature. It's stupid. It's not good. So here's that. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode because the next time we're doing Mr. Deeds, which I'm actually really looking forward to. So this has been Crappy Madison. Uh, catch you next time. Covered like my Waffle House hash browns Got my cooker than FedEx Never reach an apex Just like Coca-Cola stock You are inclined to make me rise an hour early Just like daylight savings time You and me 